my name is Anna Ellis. I'm going paperless, and since you're here listening, that means you are too. We're going to start a new segment, I guess, a new type of show today, starting with this episode that I'm super excited about. Here's just a little anecdote to get us started for today. When I was a junior in high school, I joined the playwriting class that was part of the theater department, and I loved it. Um, I had never written a play before. I'd only written short stories up to that point, and it was it was just really cool to break out into a new genre and a totally different structure of writing than I was accustomed to. So since then... I have taken, I took playwriting two years in high school and I took two different playwriting classes my first year of college because I I just love playwriting. Um, I think it's a really special way to tell a story without telling too much. I think it can show a lot more emotion just because, just because it's only people saying words and you can you can convey a lot of emotion through dialogue and I think a lot of times people who only write novels and short stories and prose don't give dialogue the real chance to shine and in playwriting you have no choice but to let the dialogue shine so I I just love playwriting <laughs> um so for the next few episodes of this podcast, I asked a couple of my friends to come over and read the parts of several of the plays that I've written. The one that we'll be reading today is called Train of Thought, and it's not my best work by any means, and actually reading it again was kind of stressful, um, just because I saw a lot of places where I would totally not have said that or just there are so many lines that have way too many words um but I really want to share it and I want to share it first out of any of the plays I've written because it was the first 10 minute play that I ever wrote in my whole life and I wrote it my junior year of high school when I joined the playwriting class I never put it on this wasn't one of the ones that I did for our student-directed one-act play collection. Um, so this this play has never been performed, mainly because I didn't like it as much as things I wrote later. But I think it's special that it's the first one that I ever wrote, and it was my first little peek into the world of playwriting. So um, before we get started, I just want to thank my friends who came over and spent the afternoon with me. We read... Um, five of my plays. We read two of my 30-minute plays and I think three, yeah, three of my 10-minute plays, and this was one of them. So thank you to Emily and T. Amber and Victoria, who were the parts in this play, and I really hope you enjoy Train of Thought. Today, I am joined by my friends who are here to help me read a play, Train of Thought. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Victoria, and I'll be playing the role of Kit. I'm Emily, and I'll be playing the role of Bentley. 
I'm Tamber, and I will be playing the role of Georgia. And I'm Anna, you know me, and I'll be reading The Stage Directions. Please enjoy Train of Thought. Lights up on the interior of a private passenger train car. Papers and files cover every horizontal surface, a desk, a table, and a wide expanse of floor. Kit Jefferson, dressed inconspicuously and carrying a laptop, surveys the room. She is young, just a few years out of college, and an ambitious political conspiracy blogger in search of her next scoop. Georgia enters. She is in her late 30s and has an air of mild confusion about her. She carries a clipboard and is dressed in the typical uniform of a train attendant. She approaches Kit suspiciously. Excuse me? I'm afraid this part of the train is reserved for priority passengers only. <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm here on a journalist pass. I don't have any journalists on this trip. It was a last-minute addition. They plucked me out of the office and threw me on the train. Uh-huh. And what paper are you from? Not one of those stupid tabloids, I hope. I'm from an independent paper. Here's my press pass. This is laminated with packing tape. We are a very small independent paper. I'm sure it'll be fine. Just don't be an annoyance to the senator. I won't, I promise. Georgia exits. Kit pulls out a laptop and begins to type a blog post on it. Hello, conspiracy sisters and brothers. I am preparing to search the senator's cabin. We will know the truth. Stay tuned. Kit closes the laptop, places it on the desk, and begins to look through the many papers around the room. Suddenly, U.S. Senator Bentley Shrub enters on the phone and sits at the desk. She is in her late 30s and dressed professionally, yet practically for cross-country travel. She is a patient woman who leads a decidedly private life in order to keep her professional reputation pristine. Kit hides when Bentley comes in. I told you a hundred times already, Dave. Everything is prepared for the press conference. I'll be ready for anything those reporters throw at me. Even tomatoes if it comes to that. Investigator Kit, Truth Seeker 1015, Jefferson reporting. I will now search the premises. This is a really nice train car. This scene should seem like Bentley and Kit are talking to each other, but they are actually speaking into their respective cell phones. Bentley in a conversation with her husband and Kit recording a report for her blog. Thank you. My mother always told me cake decorating was a useless hobby, but Martha said it was the best baby shower cake she'd ever had. There are papers stacked up everywhere. If I was a senator, I wouldn't be so careless with my personal files. Don't tell me what to do, Dave. You're my husband, not my campaign manager. I'm not finding anything controversial. Keep looking. Dave, I don't know how you could have lost Shelby again. It's not like turtles are very fast runners. She better be back in her tank by the time I get home. Uh, aha! This looks promising and not suspicious at all. I need to find something else. Kit accidentally nudges a stack of papers, causing them to crash to the floor. Dave? Honey? I'm gonna have to let you go. Who are you and what are you doing with my recipe folder? I'm here on a press pass. What kind of press pass grants you access to my private car? The kind that demands the truth. We know you've been hiding something from the citizens. Who is we? The conspiracy sisters and brothers, allies of truth and enemies of discretion. Oh no, you're that crazy conspiracy blogger I've heard about. Truthfinder69 or something. So you've been warned about me. And you can't be bothered to remember my screen name? Truthseeker1015. 
It's my birthday, jerk. I couldn't care less, buddy. Get out of my car. I've come to find out the truth about you, Bentley shrub. Look, I'm not hiding anything. Now, I would very much appreciate it if you left. In layman's terms, go. Leave. Skedaddle. I won't go until I find out what I need. I owe my followers the satisfaction of watching you burn. Hi. How are you? I need a person removed from my car. As soon as possible. Thanks so much. I won't leave until I find out what I'm looking for. You can't hide from the people. I'm not hiding anything. I'm a good person and I don't know who you are to accuse me otherwise. There's no such thing as a good politician. I came as fast as I could. Please get rid of her. You! I thought I told you to leave the senator alone. Hello? It's called investigative reporting? Investigation is the most central part of my job. I don't believe breaking and entering is. Get her out. What are you waiting for? Uh, I can be a professional. I'll go. Are you plotting something? Uh, certainly not. I have to pee. I'll be back. I'm glad that worked out. No thanks to you. So, where is this campaign trail taking you, Senator? DC. Hopefully. Assuming your train gets me there soon, I had no idea this trip would be such an ordeal. We'll get you there in no time. And I'm sorry about that reporter. She didn't seem like so much trouble when I talked to her earlier. You talked to her earlier? And you still let her sneak into my private train car? What kind of sketchy transit business are you running? I guess it didn't occur to me that she may have been up to no good. I was just glad she didn't work for a tabloid. Thank goodness. I was so worried I would arrive in D.C. to see my face emblazoned across all the supermarket checkouts. Hmm. For some reason, I thought that would have been more important to you. Look, I guess I appreciate your help, but I do have work to do. I expected to have a bunch of downtime to go over some last-minute reports, and so far I have experienced none of the aforementioned downtime. Oh dear, I'm distracting you from your important work. I'll get out of your hair. Sorry. You seem really familiar to me. I keep trying to place where I've met you before. Have we served jury duty together by any chance? I'm a public figure. You've probably seen me on TV. Look, I really need to get back to work now. Move along. Right. I'm so sorry, Senator. Did you work at the Starbucks in Cedar Rapids? Before Bentley can answer, Kit returns. Why doesn't this train have security detail? We do. They must be on break. I'm deeply sorry about the senator, super instructor. Dang. How did you get onto the train in the first place? Did you even check her ticket when you stopped her earlier, Mrs. Inept Train Hostess? Miss, please? And no, as a matter of fact, I did not. I'll be sure to include that in my scathing review email to your supervisor. Would you care to take care of that now, perhaps? Uh, of course. Ticket, please, miss. I already showed you my press pass. You fell for that? She's not even a real reporter. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. A press pass doesn't allow someone on the train. You still need a ticket. I guess that's my mistake, then. I'll keep that in mind for next time. Maybe this will help <clears throat> you remember. See you in court. I'll be there. Good. I'm glad that's all taken care of. Now can you finally leave me alone? Hmm. What's this? Nothing. Seems pretty important. You are unbelievable. Coming into my private car and going through all my personal files and belongings, give it back. Absolutely not. This could be the very break I've been looking for. 
Now, are you going to tell me what's on here, or will I have to look through it myself? You won't find anything. That's not an answer. You can't threaten me. I didn't. You're just being defensive. You are coming off pretty suspicious, Senator. Come on, it can't be as bad as the time that your dog attacked that grandpa at the annual outdoor chess tournament. That never happened. I don't know you. I didn't serve jury duty with you. I don't have a dog. And I certainly didn't teach your Zumba class. <laughs> That's a shame. Zumba Senator would have made a fun feature for my blog. If I show you it's on the flash drive, will you leave me alone? If a scandal is delivered, I will be satisfied. <sighs> Fine. Bentley takes the drive and plugs it into her laptop. The three of them take a moment to watch the video on the drive. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was your big scandal? A home video of you drunk dancing to the Hokey Pokey? I can't be known as the Hokey Pokey Senator. It would ruin my image. Those were some sick moves. I'd vote for you. It's a stupid thing to be ashamed of, I know. I just didn't want my college antics to follow me into my professional life. I didn't want to be shaky shrub anymore. I... I won't post it. What? After all your digging around, you aren't going to post it? Nope. It's not a scandal. I've only known you for a few minutes, but this really doesn't seem like you. I'm a complex person, and I happen to understand how you feel, Bentley. I find that hard to believe. Kit opens her own laptop and opens a folder containing an embarrassing video of her. They all watch. I have never seen a more ridiculous rendition of the Macarena. You're both screwed. That was pretty bad. Like, your dancing was so impressive. My point is that I had to live down being Macarena Jefferson for years. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. This video isn't relevant to your political career, so it doesn't concern me. I did tell you I didn't have anything to hide. Anything political, that is. I guess I should have listened to you. I just get so into my work that I forget I'm working with human beings. Why did you decide to target me in the first place? From what I heard, you typically go for the more obviously corrupt politicians. I have been a freelance investigative reporter for a few years now, and yours is the first case that has ever given me any trouble. Everyone else I've investigated has been overflowing with scandal, and I found what I was looking for right away. But not you. You seem to be as clean as they come. I don't understand. You were a challenge. The first case that wouldn't be so cut and dry. My work was getting monotonous. Turns out I was a lot more challenging than you anticipated. I'm pretty straightforward. <gasps> That's it. What's what? I know where I've met you before. I told you, I don't- Prairie Hill Elementary School Spelling Bee. You won with straightforward because I got discombobulated. <laughs> Some people never change. As delightful as this has been, I don't see any reason for me to stay. You don't seem to have anything else worthwhile, Senator. Unless you have some other secret, scandalous material hidden here somewhere? You really aren't going to put my video on your blog? No. Promise. Look, just so you can be sure, Kit puts the flash drive on the ground, stomps on it, and hands it back to Bentley. My work here is done. Truth Seeker 1015, out. Okay, Georgia. I'm sorry you lost. But discombobulated is pretty phonetic. You should have been able to sound it out. I'm not mad about it. Anymore. <laughs>